So elderly patient comes in, um, brought in by EMS. He is a known diabetic and he's here because he's been confused and elevated blood sugar in the field. When he arrives here, he is definitely in DKA. Um, we start resuscitating for that. And by the way, I fell yesterday and I've had some trouble and pain in my right hip um, since that happened. So his initial blood pressure is in the hundreds, but you know, he's in DKA, so we start resuscitating him. And then um, his blood pressure starts slowly creeping down and his pain starts getting worse in his hip. Uh, we check his labs. His INR is four. He's not on any anticoagulation. His platelets are 45. Um, his creatinine is 2.9. His LFTs are all elevated. Um, and his blood pressure is just slowly tanking. Um, he, uh, his hematocrit, initial hematocrit is 32. What do you think could possibly be going on with this guy? So he's in DIC. Turns out later on he's in DIC. So disseminated intravascular coagulation. So this is an acute systemic process where um, both the coagulation um, pathway and the fibrinolytic pathway get activated um, at the same time. It can be acute or chronic. Um, when it's acute, they often have more bleeding. When it's chronic, they have more um, emboli formation. Um, usually the pathway that happens is that there's some type of procoagulant exposure. Um, that can happen either from bacterial products, um, with sepsis in particular, cancer, um, the placenta and obstetrical complications will cause this, um, trauma, and then uh, transfusion reactions are most common. Um, then you get the activation of the coagulation cascade and um, formation of, of thrombi, and then you produce so much um, coagulation factors that your body consumes them, and then you can actually start bleeding. What ends up happening is basically end organ damage. Um, and then acidosis and hypothermia are, are, um, can make this much worse, and you see that more commonly with trauma and in sepsis. Um, you'll find that uh, to treat this, basically you want to treat the underlying, underlying cause. Um, other things that can cause this, um, look for this with heat stroke. Crush injuries can cause DIC. Um, amphetamine overdose. Uh, aortic aneurysms and rattlesnake bites are also um, notorious for causing DIC. Um, so if the bleeding develops in the uh, GI tract um, or in the lungs or in the CNS, then that's when it's most life-threatening. Um, the labs, like I said, you'll see an elevated INR and PT, um, an increase in um, your dimer, uh, low fibrinogen, low platelets. Um, if it's serious bleeding and your platelets are less than 50, then start considering transfusion. But if there's no bleeding, um, really no indications for transfusion unless your platelets are less than 10. Don't give, and you also want to give them um, FFP and cryoprecipitate are helpful, but um, things like PCC, not helpful, will cause more um, thrombi formation. So um, just something to kind of be aware of, and I actually saw another patient with chronic DIC recently as well. So it's out there and it kills people. <laughs>